Welcome to Permission to Thrive. I'm your host, Susie Lula. As a spiritual therapist for over 20 years, I have the honor and privilege of ushering women and mothers just like you on a journey from simply surviving to powerfully thriving. I also have the honor of raising our son, Will, who is now a young adult with my longtime partner, Jamie. So I'm right there on the journey with you. Consider this your personal sanctuary, your space to meet your heart, embrace your messy, and come home to your most authentic, extraordinary self. My hope is that you leave resourced and inspired because you are here to shine. Welcome to Permission to Thrive. Hi, everyone. I'm so delighted to introduce you to Leslie Boast and Heno LaPlaca. Two of my soul care coaches, I certify individuals in the practice of spiritual psychology. And today I have both Leslie and Heno joining me. They are both certified, as I said, through my spiritual psychology academy, and they are both certified also as conscious parenting coaches by Dr. Shafali, and they are trauma-informed through the work of Gabor Mate. So we know that we transform the most effectively when we are the most relaxed. And Heno Leslie and I set an intention for this episode to feel so intimate and warm and connected and inviting. We wanted the feeling to be like we were having tea in Paris. So we're inviting you all listening into this space with us. Just imagine that you are having tea with us in Paris. I know that you are going to so enjoy this really intimate, rich, and fun conversation with the three of us. So in this episode, we talk about the courage that it takes to break free from cultural and family messages to truly live our most free and authentic life, the life that you came here to live in only the way that you can live it. We talk about how to redefine our lives from the inside out to create the life that is true to our most authentic self. And we talk about how easy it is for us, especially as women, to succumb to the outer pressures and messages and to abandon ourselves. And we talk about how to learn to have the courage to really be true to ourselves and how you can have compassion for the most judgmental and critical parts of yourselves. Leslie shares a centering process that she uses to connect us all to our own worthiness. And it's a really beautiful practice that I think you're really going to enjoy. And we all share intimate, transparent examples from our own lives of how we're practicing and we invite you to do the same. Leslie and Heno are proof that we have the power to transform our cultural messaging and that we are each and all here to shine and to thrive. So maybe get your cup of tea, join us in Paris, sit back, relax, receive, and enjoy everyone. 
Welcome, Leslie and Heno. I just wanted to say how personally grateful I am to have each one of you here and how excited I am to introduce you to this beautiful community that is forming these thrivers, as I like to call us all. I'm also so excited to be introducing everyone to some of my soul care coaches. The three of us, we study spiritual psychology, and I'm wanting everyone to get to know you all as the amazing coaches that you are. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Susie. Thank you for having us. We're excited to be here together. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Susie. So honored to be here. <laughs> Excellent. So why don't we do what we typically do, everyone? So everyone listening, what we typically do is we start with a little centering. We know that you guys have come from busy lives. You probably have something you're going to after you listen to this. So let's just each and all take a moment to get ourselves centered and grounded if it feels right to you. And if you're not driving and you want to close your eyes to just be able to turn inward, connect to your heart, you could close your eyes, you can place your hand on your heart, but mostly what we're doing is we're turning away from our outer world and we're turning to this place of the heart, connecting with our breath and knowing that we are each and all connected here, that our intention is to have such a deep, intimate, rich, connected conversation. And you all are invited into this tapestry of deep connection, like-minded, like-hearted, conversation. So just allow yourself to feel so open, so available, and mostly so receptive, so relaxed. We transform the easiest when we are the most relaxed. So sit back and enjoy, become receptive and soak it all in. And then whenever you're ready, if your eyes were closed, you can gently open them. I know that these two beautiful individuals have so much rich wisdom to share with you that you're in for a big treat. So I thought I would start, you know, Permission to Thrive is the name of this podcast. So I thought I would just start by asking each of you, what is your definition of thriving? and anything that you'd like to share about your own journey around thriving in your own life. Leslie, so, Hino, you want to go? You want to go? <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. Um, so thriving, right? It's really, for me, it's been redefining what thriving is, what success is. I was conditioned, I feel, to believe that thriving was a career, money, a status, something like that, right? And now it's freedom, but it's like freedom to choose and freedom to be present, freedom to grow, freedom to be within and have the choice to be with the people that you are around and really enjoying life. So having that ability to be with yourself in peace, mm. that is thriving. Mm. I love what you're saying. I'm hoping everyone listening, I'm sure everyone listening can relate. I for sure can relate. Mostly we've all been culturally indoctrinated to think that thriving has everything to do with outer success and our achievements, especially the three of us are all moms. Any of you listening who are parents, you know, it's, it's all externally oriented. 
And then you're using words like redefining. I love that word. You're redefining what success means to you. And then I'm hearing you use qualities like freedom, which is an inner quality and freedom to choose. Who does not want that freedom to choose your own life and what's important to you and how you live your life. And then you used, of course, the quality of peace. Yes. So who does not want deep peace in the life that we're living? And everyone listening, maybe just begin to soak up any cultural definitions you've heard of thriving. And the other thing, Hanno, and then I'll come to you, Leslie, is the other thing you didn't explicitly say But what I'm hearing you say underneath what you're saying is that you've moved your definition from an externally oriented definition about success external, and you've moved it to an internal definition around inner peace and freedom. Those are all inner qualities. So I love everything you're saying. (laughs) And um, to you, Leslie, anything you want to add to that or... About your own. No, I, I mean, I love what um, Hannah mentioned. It's so true because I think it happens in every culture, but especially in the Latin culture, wanting to be successful and thrive as we were conditioned to like what school you're going to go to and how much you're going to make and what job you're going to have and what type of mom you are. And all of these, like you said, we are indoctrinated to feel that that means to thrive. And for me, through the work that we've done together, And through my path the last few years, thriving has just become how present I can be in the well-being of all of the parts of me. So my physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual dimensions in all of them. And if I can be present to what is coming up in each one of them, I'm thriving because Mm. I'm connected to what is needed in each one, right? Mm. So the definition has definitely taken another and to a place that is actually achievable with presence, not something that's always like you have to fight to get to, or, you know, um, when you're looking at the conditioned um, definition of thriving. Yeah. And I love what you're bringing into the conversation for everyone listening. You're talking about thriving on the mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual levels. And of course, we, I, we are obsessed with spiritual psychology. We study spiritual psychology and the marrying and bringing together of the spiritual, universal, transcendent realm and the mental, emotional, and physical. And so what we know is that when we are in mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual alignment, that that's an alignment from the inside out. And that puts us in the flow and we're in that flow state. And we recognize that's where peace, the peace that Hannah was talking about, when we're in that inner alignment, we feel peace and we feel connected to that creative, inspired energy that is greater than us and we can draw upon it. So I'm really loving what you're saying. I'm also loving the reference that you're talking about. I'm not from the Latin community and culture as the two of you are, but as women, I think the three of us, that is one thing that we do share. And there is such an indoctrination, as you were saying, on, and I will say not only an indoctrination, but I will say a pressure on women. Mm -hmm. We have over the generations, because we have been born into such a toxic patriarchy, we have had generations of indoctrination that we were less than. And so 
we were treated as less than. And so now we women have overcompensated and we've come into this toxic masculinized world that says our success and thriving is so external. And so both of you have referenced this, and this is going to be the heart of what we're speaking about today, is that we have each and all, wherever you are and you're listening from, wherever you're listening on planet Earth, <laughs> you have been culturally indoctrinated in some way, shape, or form into these messages that actually disempower us. So as you're listening, you might be thinking, well, what are the cultural messages that I was indoctrinated into that actually have me leading a very disempowered life? And we're gonna be moving into some of the practices that can that both you all have done and, and do in your own life and that we can all do to help us live a really empowered, authentic life. And to that end, I'd love to ask also each of you, we'll go, maybe you go first, Leslie. I'm interested, why do you think it's so challenging for us to give ourselves permission to make this shift transformation? Because I named the podcast Permission to Thrive for a reason, that word permission and the challenge I find in clients and even myself and giving myself permission to live a radically thriving life. And yet I know that we're each and all here to live a radically thriving life. So why do you think, Leslie, it's so challenging for us to give ourselves that dang permission? Yeah, I think it has so much to do with feeling not worthy and not enough to, to allow ourselves to have that freedom that we're talking about, right? We, we see it all the time in messaging, even from our friends, our mothers, our loved ones, our husbands, where we feel like we have to do more, be more to have that freedom to thrive. So I think it's the not feeling good enough, not feeling worthy enough. And mm -hmm. if we can really touch upon, and that's why I love your work and what called me to spiritual therapy or spiritual psychology was this knowing that I'm more than just my human existence and everything that's happening, which is a beautiful existence, but I'm also, I love the saying fully human, fully divine right? And so I'm also divinity and essence and soul. And when I touch upon that, nobody can take my worth, right? Well, that's so beautiful. I'm very touched hearing you because I can relate so much to what you're saying. And I'm interested as we go on, I want to hear more about each of your personal individual journeys. But I know for me, I'm getting, I'm really getting emotional because when you use the terms not enough and worth, that has been such an intimate part of my journey. And as I was saying, I was referencing that, that generationally, I think most women have felt disconnected from our worth because we have been indoctrinated as really generations of feeling not as worthy as a man. And then we each have had our own individual journey towards that. And I know I have felt quote, not enough. I have felt disconnected from my worth. I mean, I have a course called Worthy, you know, so it's <laughs> clearly been my journey. And I think what you're speaking of can feel so elusive, or at least I will say for myself, it used to feel so elusive to me, but I was hungry for it. I was starving to really feel in my heart that, that real inner experience and feeling that I'm enough. 
I'm worthy. And as you're saying, I'm divine. I am a divine, whole, worthy individual. And to connect to that, I just think is priceless. So Absolutely. I definitely appreciate that. Hannu, anything you want to add or your own yes. individual take? I think one of the things that takes us away from our permission to thrive is that not just that we're not enough, but we want to feel loved and seen and valued and heard and cared by others. So when we want that, we let go of our authenticity mm -hmm. and we let it go and we rather get others approval for that mm -hmm. permission to thrive. So when we come back to ourselves and recognize, and this is, I know for women, but there's also for men. Yes. When is not enough, right? What is enough? And the external, going back to what we were talking about, thriving, there's never enough in the external. Mm -hmm. Because the moment you achieve something, it might be 24 hours of real happiness or joy, and then it goes away again, right? And then I want more. But when the internal, you can go back always, and it's there for you. And when you know that, your fear of other people's opinions are something that you can let go and be authentic to yourself and love and know that the people that love you already love you. Then we can thrive. Mm. It's like with that power, inner power. Yeah. Yeah. You've just added such a beautiful dimension that also really speaks to my own personal journey. And so anyone listening, I'm just inviting you, have there been any ways on your own individual journey that you can look back on and you recognize, wow, I really just, I want to say needed. I'm going to say needed because it's a need. It's not even a desire. Of course, we desire to be seen and know that we matter and that we're valuable, but it's actually a need. So any of you listening, can you relate to being younger and wanting, or even your current life, wanting to be seen and heard? And because that need is so strong, I heard the word, you didn't use this phrase, but I heard self-abandonment, yes. that we are willing yes. to abandon ourselves so easily to try to get that thing from the external. So you're speaking again to my story. I wanted so desperately to feel connected to my mom that I abandoned a great portion of my life, you know, playing competitive piano. And there's pretty much not a bone in my body that's competitive, but I really was seeking that emotional connection. And so I know that journey from self-abandonment to the courage that it takes. It takes tremendous courage. And I have so much respect for the both of you and for everyone listening who is on this journey towards authenticity, because it sounds so easy, but I know for myself, moving from a life where I was indoctrinated into wanting to please my mom to moving into a life where I'm following my own soul's path, my own authenticity has been a very courageous journey. So for everyone listening, maybe look for the ways that you have abandoned yourself for something external and that in this conversation, you're willing to look to how can I find the courage to be living a little more true to my own calling 
And then lastly, what you said, Heno, that I heard that's so important is that even when we do get that thing that we think we want so much externally, it's temporary at best. And then there's the next thing that we need. I know I've experienced this with my clients. I have clients that have two Academy Awards and you have this and you have that, and but there's always the next thing. And we think that external thing, we think, oh my gosh, if only my child could just learn to be focused, or if only my child could just get off of the dang social media. We think that that external thing will be the thing. And as you're saying, the real thing is the inner empowerment. So I love this conversation. I'm wondering if each one of you would want to speak to anything around your personal journey that has been something that was important to you in your journey of thriving or where you've come from to where you are today. Leslie, yeah. you want to jump in? Um, you know, everything you're saying, I have this mantra that I use now really every day that helps me connect to my enoughness. And it is, I am enough. I do enough. I have enough. It's all enough. I'm coming back to center. But when you're talking about this self-abandonment is just also having compassion for that part of us that self-abandons, because as you said, it's a program and it's indoctrination. And typically self-abandonment comes from being abandoned by our caregivers in some way, shape or form. And I'm not talking about uh, abandonment, like you're left to your own devices, but maybe even just in not being heard like we needed or being seen like we needed. And you could have had a very present mom with lots of children. Like in my case, I have a lot of kids and I know that I'm not meeting the needs of some of my kids and being compassionate to myself, but also my little girl within knowing that my mom couldn't meet those needs. And so now I, for so long, I internalized that that was what I needed to do is self-abandon. I grew up with my mom, mostly who separated from my father at a very young age. And I was really in charge of being the mom for her for my siblings and connected very much, like you said in the beginning to this masculine energy, but like you said, toxic masculine energy of doing, doing, doing to feel worthy, to feel enough and to feel like I was quote unquote thriving. And it wasn't until I had such a big burnout and breakdown. Mm -hmm. And this didn't happen until I was pregnant with my eighth pregnancy, fourth child. So it took me a really long time to get to this point where I realized, wow, I'm asleep. And I have been following this need to do and be more for so long, to the point where I didn't want to live anymore, right to the point where I felt so alone in because of the self abandonment. So coming back to your teachings and coming back to this worth and reminding myself that I am enough, I do enough, I have enough, it's all enough. And having compassion for that little girl that didn't yeah. know that when she was yeah. young. Yeah. Can you slow that mantra down, those four statements? What I'd love is, they're so beautiful, and it really describes very much the journey of spiritual psychology, and especially I'm always seeking to give us real experiences. Mm -hmm. So what I'd love, because everyone listening, you could literally leave this conversation radically different in your cells, radically different in your nervous system, 
And so what you're offering, Leslie, is so beautiful. And I'd love if you could share those four phrases again. And what we can all do, everyone listening, is move into our heart space. I think that probably everyone listening can relate in some way, shape, or form about burnout and doing and thinking that we have to do that next thing to be a good enough mom or do that next thing to be a good enough wife or partner or, you know, coach or whatever it is in your world. Ah, let's just all take a moment and experience what is actually real that we're thirsty and hungry for, which is to know that we are enough right now. And then I'll just add and turn it back over to you that one of the most proven ways to allow the cells of our body to integrate the wiring of our brain chemistry to change on a dime is to go into our heart and to connect with a place with compassion, as you're saying. So any ways that any of you listening have learned to either judge yourself, abandon yourself, any of the things that Heno and Leslie are referencing myself, I experienced both of those things, harsh self-judgment, harsh self-criticism, self-abandonment. What you're saying is so profound. It is those very places that need our compassion. So we tend to judge the place that judges us. We tend to judge the place that criticizes us. We tend to judge ourselves for abandoning ourselves. And what you're saying, and in our practice, we do exactly the opposite. We feed the place inside so much compassion, so much love. So with all of that said, just inviting everyone to move into your heart and maybe say those four phrases a couple of times for us, Leslie. Yes. And I love that you say about coming into our heart because when we say affirmations or or mantras, there's this misconception that we need to repeat them so many times, but really it's from the brain, from the mind. And we want to come back to ourselves in our heart who are actually communicating with our brain before our brain communicates with the heart. So if everyone listening can and uh, feels comfortable just placing either two fingers or your hand on your heart and just breathing in through your nose, we're going to do a deep breath in through our nose and then hold at the top and really feel like you're breathing from your heart so that you can listen to these words. Just release with an audible sigh. And while you continue breathing in this way through your heart, just listen to my voice and say, I am enough. I do enough. I have enough. It's all enough. Hmm. And just breathing in through your heart again, breathing in and holding, letting all of those words sink in and releasing with an audible sigh. I'll repeat it one more time. I am enough. Mm. I do enough. Mm. I have enough. And it's all enough. Mm. Just resting in that knowledge and that freedom. Mm, so when you're beautiful. ready, you can release your hands and thank you. So thank beautiful. You yeah, thank you for that. Thank you for bringing it in because this is one of the things that the work that we do in spiritual psychology, but also this podcast is really an invitation for us to bring in 
the slowing down aspect, the spaciousness aspect into our lives, because I don't know about you two, and I'll come to you, Hanno, in a second, but I know in my life, it's been a very courageous path for me to give myself permission to do less in order to connect with the knowing that I am more, that I am enough. And so to take these moments, you could be doing the dishes, you could be doing the laundry, you could be driving your kids to school and to slow down inside of your own heart and to be saying these words, I am enough, I do enough, I have enough, it's all enough. So lovely to infuse your day with that. And so, Heno, anything that you would like to add or anything you want to bring in from your own life? Yeah. So I want to touch back into what we were saying of the permission to thrive. There's also one misconception that we think that if we're doing all this inner work, we're not going to work in our external. And it's actually the opposite. Because the more connected we are with our internal, the more at peace we are, the more creativity there is within us. It flourishes, our connections are stronger with people and authentic, then we thrive in that way. Our, our jobs, we see them in a different perspective. We take different views because all this work brings you to awareness. And for me, it's been two things that have been beautiful from your teachings are the sacred listening to myself, which is awareness and compassion. So with that, there's curiosity to let go of the judgment. So if I'm curious about, huh, how did I do that? How long have I been doing that for? I can touch upon what has brought me to this place where I'm not comfortable with. Mm -hmm. And then if it's something I don't like, I look at it now more with compassion as opposed to with the judgment and going back to my journey of being that little girl who wanted to study more and work more and harder and do it all. But everything was taking a toll because I wasn't processing anything. Mm-hmm. I was just like, I can do, I can do, I promise. I, I did, I said. So it was all about the doing without really noticing what was going on. And one of the things in my journey that I noticed very successful career, quote unquote, yet my body was screaming, right? I was on physical therapy twice a week, acupuncture, frozen shoulder. I couldn't move this, all the stress, all in the head. And when you get to that coherence and you're like, oh, I'm enough, then things just flow in a different place. Mm. Oh, that's so beautiful, Hanno. And I hope that everyone listening can relate. What each of you is saying is a version of that we are so indoctrinated to think that, oh, I can do this, I can do this, I can do this. And yes, I can do what you need me to do. And we're doing it to the exclusion of our spirit and our heart and our creativity, as you're saying. So as we are indoctrinated into the more I do, the better I am, the more I do, the more I achieve, the more successful I am, we're actually turning away 
from this spacious creativity and this awe and this wonder that actually makes our life rich and full and blossoming because at the end of the day, what do we all want? We had said at the beginning, I think I was teasing because Leslie, you're living in France now. And so we're on different continents. And I was saying, I want this conversation to feel like we're all having tea in Paris. And so for <laughs> anyone, listening if you'd like to join us for tea in paris that's where leslie henno and susie are yeah. so i think that's what we're all craving is a life where we feel actually connected to our children and our spouse and each other our girlfriends that's what i love about our soul care community you guys are my lifeline i just love our connections and Leslie, you had mentioned earlier, you have four kids and you have a very full life, I'll say. You have a full life. And you mentioned the awareness of not meeting each child's needs, which is physically impossible. But what I want to say about what Henna was sharing is that when we really have the courage to move into this inner space, and connect with that creativity and the spaciousness and the intimacy and the connection with each other. Your children, what they really, quote, need from you and what my kids need from me and Henno's and everyone listening, whether it's your children, your spouse, we need to feel connected. And when we find the courage to move away from the cultural indoctrinations and move into what is my heart calling me to do, we get that intimacy and that connection in spades. And so I'd love for each one of you to speak to that. We had said we wanted the heart of our conversation to be giving people permission to whatever your cultural indoctrinations have been, your family indoctrinations have been, that courage to go, but my heart is calling me in this direction. The way I'm meant to live my life is X, Y, Z. My heart is prompting, and it can be very, these don't have to be huge, massive life changes. They can be simple. I mean, the example that's coming to me is one that is so simple. It is when we wanted to redo our kitchen. And yet I really was still at the time, back in the day, I was still indoctrinated into my mom's voice, which was like, oh, you don't really need to spend the money on your kitchen. Your kitchen's fine. You don't really need, and my kitchen was fine. And it was something that sounds so seemingly simple as that was a very profound liberation for me because it wasn't really about my kitchen. It was about me giving myself permission to live my life in the way that lines up for me and to have the courage to move away from a woman who I admire greatly and have so much respect for my mom, but to live my life in the way I meant to live my life. I really wanna leave everyone with is wherever you're listening from, you have the power to just, it might be the smallest, simplest step to move into your own soul's calling, your own divine prompting. So anything that you guys would like to add into that, please do. Hanno, you yes. Yes, for me, the tipping point was losing my mom to cancer. And that woke me up, realizing that your life can be gone in two seconds. Mm -hmm. And then 
with that, I also noticed the indoctrination of also how to raise a kid. Mm. This belief that your kid has to respect you and that, yes, they do have to respect you. And respect is earned with love, not by fear. We tend to believe that it's fear, but it's actually love. Mm. So all these situations made me recognize, especially leave, seeing my mom leaving and seeing her transition during that moment, mm. where at the end, what we have is just the memories and mm. the love of our loved ones. You can't take anything with you, all the accolades and everything. And then seeing after her transition that people loved her and her impact was about her presence about the impact of loving someone, being kind to someone, and just sharing that all the time. The humility that she had brought me to realize that, whoa, what are you doing with your life? And then noticing that my connections with my kids weren't as, as what I thought I had. There were these connections where the kids, I was asking them to do things. And their behavior was, was making me feel I was doing a good or bad job mm. rather than allowing them to thrive for who they were mm. and they are. So that reconnection, learning to know that when we are connected, you talked about the connections with everyone, but once we connect back to ourselves is when we realize, oh, wait, this is how I want other people to connect with me too. Yeah. How I want my kids to thrive. This is what I want them to grow and self-accept themselves, self-respect themselves. Because once we have all that broad, then others can do it. What you're saying is so powerful because the simple kindness and compassion is so undervalued, underspoken of, underrated in our culture. No one really talks about the power of kindness. And what you're saying is profound because when we learn to truly treat ourselves with kindness, and it's why I wanted to everyone to have a moment to stop and allow Leslie to take us through that process, because I was thinking, when is the last time that most of us have taken a moment in the middle of a day and spoken to ourselves with true kindness spoken to ourselves. I'm grateful that I got my kids off to school today. I so appreciate the way I took extra time to write a note in their lunch or wow, I'm so grateful for the way that I'm learning to handle XYZ or even a way that I stumbled and fumbled and need a do-over or a repair like I'm so you know, appreciating that I'm willing to learn and to even give those parts of ourselves kindness, because what you're saying is it starts within ourselves. And we often, if we don't take the time, then we don't really know what it feels like inside of ourselves to truly be kind to ourselves. But when we are, it's like getting a glass of water and you've been in the desert for 10 years. It feels so life affirming that yes, then you do spiral it out. And I will speak for myself, the more I really learn to be kind to myself, 
it matters to me how kindly I speak and how respectfully I speak to Will and to Jamie and to you. It, it feels, it doesn't feel good not to treat someone else that way. And then what you're saying is the respect that our children will then have back to us comes from how much we respect them, not how much they fear us. And that's really very important what you're saying. So I hope that that is a huge takeaway for everyone today. I cannot overstate it. The simple kindness and the power that you will literally change your life from the inside out by learning what it feels like to treat yourself with kindness. So thank you for that. And any takeaway you want to share, Leslie, as we're kind of- No, as we were um, talking about this, something uh, came up that I think is maybe funny or something that happened between the three of us and that I went back to this kindness to myself and knowing, okay, this is the moment where I- can either abandon myself or come back to what I need in this moment and how you guys were such a beautiful part of it. But as you know, I'm in France and we have totally different hours here. We're on a time difference, nine hours. And the three of us had a different time to meet last week for a podcast. And when we realized the day of that we had like a different time, (laughs) there was this part of me that really wanted to fix it and make it work because we couldn't make it at a time that I had initially thought would work for me. And I really, my inner child came up and was like, no, we got you, you got to make it work and you have to do this. And, and, um, and that meant that I would put my children aside, that I wouldn't also take into account the needs of my husband and my family system, and more importantly, myself. And so when you're talking about your kitchen and what you did and listening to what you knew you wanted or needed, it's just in those small examples of knowing, hey, wait, I can come back to me. What is it exactly that is going to be best for the podcast for us, for me, for it's not trying to make it work when it's not going to work just because I have to make it work. You know, that, that energy of like, I can do this and it's slowing down and coming back to our center. Like you said, and that the permission to slow down and then reminding myself, wait a minute, I'm talking to Susie and Heno who will understand out of all the people (laughs) that this day is not going to work anymore because of timing. And I need to be true to that so that I can be fully present and connected to myself when we have this conversation. And so it's just an example of, okay, what are the needs that are coming up in something small where we see ourselves immediately trying to fix, immediately trying to do something and saying, what is really coming up? What's the need? And if I have that need, how can I come to this moment of rest and digest in my body, but also connected to my soul? And now we're here and we made it work in a beautiful way. And you guys understood. So if you guys listening, take anything away as well in this, the mantra that we spoke about and everything that we've all said is, is that permission to slow down and listen, listen to yourself so that you can find that freedom that we talked about in the beginning and that presence and that inner connection. Yeah, that's such a great example, A, because it's real. It (laughs) is a real example that happened, but it's such a great example. And I hope everyone listening can really relate because it's such a simple example. But yeah, we had, we mistranslated the time difference. And even though we're intimately connected, the three of us, 
what you're saying is, and I can so relate, immediately you went to, I could fix this, I can do this, I can make this work. We've been talking about our indoctrinations as women, be nice, don't cause waves, make it easy for the other person, oh, I can do this. And um, and so what you abandon yourself in the process. Well, that's yeah. exactly, you took the words out of my mouth. So it comes full circle to what we were speaking about earlier. So, oh, I've been culturally indoctrinated, be nice, fit in, don't be a bother, don't cause trouble. Oh, what does that lead to self abandonment? And so you were on the road on your way to saying, oh, I can do it. I can do it. Let me just ask Juan if he can watch the kids. And I think it was Hanno or me, one of us was like, okay, wait, you know, it's okay. But I, I want to say, A, this is how quickly it can happen. So anyone listening, please have grace for yourself. B, this is why I have so much compassion and say that it takes courage to be on a growthward path because even in that moment, as close as we all are, it probably took some courage for you to reach out and go, hey guys, could we change the time? Or however, I can't remember the details of how it worked, but I'm imagining everyone listening and the courage, I know the courage that it took me to say, no, I'm gonna do my kitchen the way that I wanna do it for as silly as that example may sound. Like I said, it has nothing to do with my kitchen. It, it's an inner freedom to go back to Heno's word at the beginning, she used the word freedom. That was a moment for me, that decision gave me a freedom and an exhale to follow my soul's destiny through a kitchen remodel, you know? And what you're saying is that it took you a moment of courage to say, hey guys, could we schedule this at a time that works differently or better for me, which we of course both said, absolutely. What I want to share for everyone listening, it so happened that Hannah and I were like, absolutely, please, we want to. But the important part of this really is regardless of whether what came back to you was pushback, because we could have come back and said, oh, come on, could you please do it or whatever. Someone could have come back and pushed back. And so I want everyone as a takeaway to say where the power was was in you finding the courage to ask us so that you could create something that worked for you. And often in life, when we find that courage, we don't always get the response we're looking for, but the power and, and the empowerment came that you chose to ask us. So this is, I hope everyone is taking as a takeaway, when you begin to move away from the cultural indoctrinations and you begin to put your toe in the water of following your heart's desires, your soul's destiny, your soul's path, even if something comes back to you that isn't harmonious at first and the other person has their feelings, their reactivity, that the soul will thrive when the soul is true to itself. And you both yes. are shining examples of that. So I thank you. Clearly we could talk for many more hours at our tea in Paris. I will have in the show notes where everyone can find both of you. I know you do a lot of things together as well, which is so beautiful about the two of you. And I just want to thank you both so much for your authenticity, your time. Definitely we'll have you back again for many more of these conversations, but thank you guys so much. 
Hope there's thank lots of you. takeaways for everyone. Susie, okay. thank you so much. So much fun to see you both here in our tea in Paris. And <laughs> hope to do it again very soon. Thank you for having us. Yes, thank you. Great seeing you and for everyone that is listening to remember to just have compassion at every step of the way. Exactly. Yeah, we hope that we're leaving you all with many, many takeaways and that you feel rich and full and satiated and soul satisfied. We hope that you receive some gems from our conversation to inspire you to break free from your own cultural and family messages, to learn to have compassion for any ways that you might be abandoning yourself, to have that same compassion for any places and ways that you might judge yourself or criticize yourself or be really hard on yourself, and to touch into the place in your heart that knows that you are here to thrive. We would so appreciate it if you would subscribe and join me for your personal weekly permission to thrive. Much love and see you next week. Thank you so much for listening. If there was something in this conversation that spoke to you, We'd so appreciate it if you would take the time to subscribe, leave a five-star review, and share this episode with women and mothers you know, because you are here to thrive. See you next time.